0: This podcast is sponsored by What They Believe Series, a docu-series exploring faith through conversations. If your congregation would like to share your history and spirituality, go to whattheybelieveseries.com to find out how you can participate. Visit now to find new episodes and learn about supporting this project. The views and opinions expressed during Eye on the Triangle do not represent WKNC or the student media. Your dial is currently tuned to Eye on the Triangle at WKNC 88.1. Thanks for listening. Time doesn't exist anymore. For anyone stuck at home during this pandemic, deemed non essential and let go or shifted over to a remote workplace, you've either heard this phrase or experienced it. Without a need to clock in or clock out, to hop in the car and hit the freeway, days just melt away. I'm Aaron Kling of I in the Triangle. I in the Triangle, for those of you tuning in for the first time is a student-run, student-produced news show on 88.1 WKNC. Yet, the WKNC office is closed. All of North Carolina State University is closed. You might say that the year 2020 itself is closed. Later on, this endless period will be called the pandemic year, or years, if we're unlucky. Later reporters will have a catchier name for it, I'm sure. But for now... It's COVID-19 at all hours, on all stations. I should know. Reporting on SARS-2 is now a decent chunk of my job. In our last airing, I was interviewing a food safety expert on how to safely handle food that may have been exposed to SARS-2 when I offhandedly asked my guest how he felt about frontline employees.
1: The food system grocery stores are really, really focused on, and that's, that's good, and
0: it protects me as a shopper. You've mentioned the phrase frontline a few times. How do we define people on the front lines of this battle against SARS-CoV-2? I mean, there's a few,
1: the healthcare providers are really these essential individuals that are are there battling in hospitals and, and in triage centers. But I also look at any of the essential workers that are out there, people that are keeping us going for our essential services, paramedics, absolutely, but really down to restaurant employees and farm harvesters. We'd see them as sort of the unsung heroes of our food system, but the person who's checking me out at the grocery store, I can't get my food unless someone's doing that. Many of us are at home because we have the ability to work from home, but someone who works at a grocery store as a cashier can't work from home and do that job. Those individuals are around people day in and day out, and they are, to me, very courageous as they're doing something that's keeping everyone else alive, really, and to manage us getting food. So, you know, I see anybody who are in these essential services food manufacturing, sewage, trash. They have to be there to do that job. And if they don't, then society has a real, real problem. Those are the frontline workers in my mind.
0: Frontline, essential, heroic. He used the same words I had heard from politicians on TV, read in newspaper comics, heard repeated over and over. I had asked because it was that idea of essential workers that was bouncing around inside my skull. But what does essential mean? These workers had always been here, before airports became as quiet as libraries, and N95 masks became the new hot accessory. What was it like on the front lines of SARS-2, at the register? 925. I wanted to know. So I called up a grocer. Now, my guest, he's not someone I'm going to name, because being an essential worker doesn't seem to make you immune to being fired. He's worked at a grocery store for years a job that has often been considered the fallback plan of a fallback plan by some. Now, he's being called an essential worker, and remains one of the select few that gets to leave his house to go to work. So, how does it feel, being an essential worker? Let's find out. Sir, how are things on the ground there?
2: It's kind of on a day-to-day basis. Some days, as of right now, are very quiet, and there's not a lot of guests slash customers coming in to come in for their essentials or items. It's mostly dead. People generally have a positive spirit inside the stores. A lot of the employees and management have been noticing a little bit of a resurgence in the whole, I guess we can say the toilet paper arc of a while back where there were so many people coming in to buy massive surpluses of toilet paper. And it's been quiet since then, but there are massive spikes, especially around weekends.
0: Okay. And customers, how are they handling this? Are they being pretty respectful typically?
2: now that certain events have happened, and as a result, they have shone a little bit more light on real work. I would say it's always been a mixed bag. I feel that as of right now, it is very much a much more abrasive mixed bag, if that makes any sense. I have been noticing personally from wherever I am at work that customers, they generally do not social distancing at all, if even. There are people who would come in and they're completely fine elbow to elbow with other people just to get their items or they're more than willing to cut in front of people just to get to what they need. It's very disrespectful sometimes. It's very rude. I had a gentleman come up to me while I was working and stocking some items and he would just casually come up to me. I noticed that he was stepping a little too close for the necessary six feet of social distancing. And I took a step back so I can keep my six feet. And then as I took one step back, he would take two steps forward. And I, in the process, continued until my back was against the coffee wall. And I told, sir, could you please not get so close? I'm trying to keep my social distancing. And he kind of scuffed and got a little upset.
0: Why do you think that is? Why do you think people are ignoring all of these codes?
2: I feel that some people may still have the notion that it's not as bad. It's actually only... Really bad for individuals who are of a specific age group, specifically, from my knowledge, I believe is 50 and up. And still, you have to have some form of respect for it because even if somebody who's in their 30s gets it, they're more than likely to bounce back from it. However, it's still not a good thing to allow yourself to be an incubation chamber for this thing and then spread it around and then next thing you know someone else gets it so on and so forth and then someone's grandfather great aunt or just beloved family member then gets it because somebody had negligence i think the real reason for them is because they just don't take it seriously or perhaps they're misinformed like they don't have all the information and if not that maybe they just don't want to change their lifestyle simply because of an illness.
0: What do you see when you come into work? How are things different than when you first started working?
2: I have to say that when I first started working there, it was a little bit more routine, how you would expect. You know, you come into the mornings or when your shift comes in, and depending on the time of day when your shift starts, you could expect a little bit of a pocket of activity or somewhat of a downtime, especially within earlier mornings, you would definitely see You know, mothers come in and get their essentials and they leave rather appropriately. And then there'd be a little bit of a dead pocket, especially around the weekdays. And then noon would hit and there'd be a little bit of pocket of activity. Then it would spiral a little bit up during the afternoon hours. But as things have happened now, I've been coming in a little bit earlier in the mornings, sometimes as early as 6 to 4 a.m., and... It's completely quiet. If it's not a ghost town, there is a skeleton crew of people in because there's already people who have been working, but they're all in the back trying to get appropriate items out. It's a very bizarre change to see that it's either a complete dead zone within the store during those times that I expect people to come in, and in other times, there is business as usual and people are coming in when that is not what should be happening. A lot of the crowding that we originally had to deal with was back when there was all the toilet paper fiascos people were coming in in waves like it's like when you see a zombie movie and there's the horde come in i know a lot of people have sympathy for who have to work in retail during things like the holidays like black friday christmas and all the other major winter holidays but obviously it's the most busiest and therefore it's the most appropriate time to get a little bit of extra hours for more pay and whatnot however I have to say that that time period with the toilet paper was worse than the time period that when I worked for the holidays. It was very much more cutthroat. I remember seeing when I was walking by that specific aisle, one of my coworkers was bringing out a flatbed filled with boxes of toilet paper we had gotten. And there were customers standing beside him and he just said like, you know what, it's You guys can just open the box and take what you need. I'm not even going to try. It was very much like just feeding sharks their chum. It was just ravenous. People were just so willing to get their toilet paper. The biggest faux pas during this time period as of right now is that the social distancing is not being done well.
0: Yeah, uh, having been to grocery stores since this pandemic started, I will agree that it seems social distancing seems to be one of the things that people just don't really consider. I've seen masks, I've seen gloves, I've seen definitely looks of suspicion in people's eyes, but social distancing doesn't really materialize.
2: I think one of the problems with trying to enforce social distancing, especially in a retail chain, is that the aisles are not built for it. It's not designed to allow people to have that six feet when they cross paths from one another and My specific retail chain allows us to be on the floor while we are stocking items. And as a result, we have to take physical space in those lanes and aisles. And customers, they just don't care. They will just walk past us or park their cart right next to us. And they will just stand like elbow to elbow with us right there. And every single employee that I have discussed it with has said, yeah, it makes me very uncomfortable that they just don't care about us. Like they'll swerve out of the way for other customers, but for the retail employees, they just don't care.
0: And how have they made you feel unsafe? With what you describe as social distancing, what you describe as not respecting policies in place.
2: It it all stems back mostly to the social distancing because they're not respecting it. But there have been instances that I will be willing to divulge that have made things a little bit more tense as of late. For example, the stores have been making more announcements almost every thirty minutes around the clock to inform customers in multiple languages that they must contain they must remain six feet away from both employees and other customers to ensure their safety. And many customers really dislike the fact that that's playing. Some customers are still coming in in massive waves during the weekends as if like nothing is happening. And as a result, it's a big spurs of people coming in, and that makes check stands a hot zone. And many people don't want to be in a vicinity of large crowds, because (laughs) you want to avoid those. There was even one instance where I remember one of my fellow employees telling me that they felt unsafe at work, because they were just trying to enforce the limit on certain items. And they were receiving verbal abuse and threats, and... In one such case, a member of the home style team was told, I hope I don't see you in the parking lot, and then they began to curse at them and then walked away, and that employee didn't want to be on the sales floor for the rest of the day.
0: So what is being done to keep you safe?
2: I will have to say that I don't know about a lot of other retailers. However, my specific one, I feel, has been handling it rather well. We have had specific chains within our retail location completely restructured that certain franchises, like how certain retail stores would have a franchise that would sell coffee in a little like lunch area. Those people have been completely restructured. They have been removed from those services because our state has mandated that those types of services are not allowed. So instead of just firing those people, they have been deemed cleaning staff. So it is their job to come in daily during their hours to come in and to clean multiple surfaces within the store consistently with wet wipes, with disinfecting spray, offer hand sanitizer to customers. It's very much it's a very calming fact that we know that there are people coming into work whose sole job is to keep the store clean. There's other things that they have been doing as well, like that same restructure cleaning staff has also making sure that they come into the back rooms as well, as well as places that only employees would be able to get to and cleaning all of those locations as well, wiping down, getting handlebars, common places that you would place your hands. They have just been nonstop cleaning. One of the things I do feel that I wish we could have had more was that we could have gotten masks for ourselves because as now that we have reached a point where people are saying that masks are almost a necessity, instead of being provided them by our employers, it looks like as if some management team members are deliberately getting masks made or they are looking for sources to get masks privately to give to team members.
0: Okay. So you're hoping that masks might be able to be released to your division?
2: Very much so. Very much so. We do have plentiful hand sanitizers. And this isn't me saying that your store is hoarding hand sanitizers. No, that's not the case. These are hand sanitizers that have been provided by our our franchise that is specifically labeled that these are to be at check stands for employee use only. So that way, whenever we complete a transaction, we are to apply a small dab of hand sanitizer and to get to our palms in between our fingers, our thumbs and back of hand for a quick moment and then deal with our next guest. But employees are very much following this. They are sometimes if there is a long line, they will wait until the line disperses a little bit and then they will take the hand sanitizer uh, quick 20 seconds. But other than that, most, if not every single employee that I know of is doing their part.
0: So we've talked a lot about the business that you're an employee of, but how do you personally feel about this? How safe do you feel, considering that we are probably going to have this pandemic deep into September?
2: Personally, I feel mixed. I feel that uh, my franchise is handling it very well. And they are offering a multitude of incentives to continue working while also providing a lot of protective acts to allow us to handle if anyone were to get generally ill or if you were to get the COVID. For example, our corporation is offering two weeks of paid sick leave if you can track the virus. Almost no questions asked. If you wanted it, you can take it. And they're also offering that if you feel that you need to take a leave of absence for an extended period of time to protect those around you, to ensure that you get a structural system that you feel is safe enough for your family members and yourself, you can. And that I believe the longest time that I've heard someone say that they will be taking that leave of absence will be one full month. And... The corporation has also talked to HR departments to tell them that these employees are to not be terminated if they take extended leaves of absences. It is not allowed to terminate them for that.
0: Is this conditional, considering that testing in the United States is is very, very sparse and a lot of kits have not hit multiple states across the country? Is the leave of absence conditional on having a confirmed case of SARS-CoV-2, or is it just a leave of absence for any sickness?
2: Leave of absence for any sickness. If you have any form of ill symptoms to your person and you genuinely feel that it is best for you to stay home, are you getting a general flu? Are you having your allergies spike up? Because that is something that's a issue along with having COVID-19 around. Flu and allergy season are at the same time. So some people are confusing symptoms for being allergic. And I know that I've had fellow employees think that they had it, but really it was an allergy spike. And I know that someone actually just got a regular cold and they thought they had it. So they took a leave of absence. And when they came back, they said, yeah, I just got a regular cold. And so the leaves of absences are just if you feel that you genuinely should not come into work and you describe your symptoms, you're allowed to take a leave of absence. No questions asked.
0: And if you were to contract this condition, what would you do? What would fellow employees do?
2: As of right now, we have a system in which if you feel that you do have COVID and you can describe all of the symptoms, it's not, from what I've heard, it's not mandatory that you have to, but it's highly encouraged that you do provide evidence that you do have, you know, a a test that would say that you do have COVID. Very hard to do, which I agree, which is something I wish would be easier with, you know, as things progress, it will be even harder and harder to get access to testing. But if you do, you'll be able to have those two weeks paid sick leave. And many people have said that if you are a specific age group, two weeks is the usual longest time period that you will have it contracted. And as a result, I feel that that would be enough. If not, I have my savings to keep myself above water if I have to take an extended leave of absence to keep myself safe financially. I would immediately begin self-isolating, especially from those within my apartment to keep my roommates safe because I don't want them getting sick because they also work in essential businesses. And as a result, if they were to contract it for me, that means that they would end up possibly getting others sick and that could lead to other people getting sick and so on and so forth.
0: We've seen this domino effect as well in other considered essential businesses. EMS workers have this similar circumstance, physicians, firefighters, police, where If one of them gets sick, they're on call in so many areas or exposed to so many people that they can serve as a point that infects entire communities.
2: That's true. That's very much true. And I feel the same is for retail chains that are currently open during this pandemic, that if one individual who does not know they're contracted, it comes in and were to just touch something and then it just spirals just spirals and then that location that specific retailer ends up becoming the next big i guess like you said nexus that's one of my major concerns about it is that people are not taking certain precautions seriously
0: as our cov2 continues to sweep the nation we are seeing a lot of careers deemed essential we are seeing a spotlight being shown of course on our firefighters our police Our EMTs, our EMS, our ambulance drivers, our truck drivers, and also, of course, our grocery store workers. Uh, The word frontline has been going around a lot. How do you feel about this terminology? How does it make you feel to be considered on the front line and essential to the operation of the country?
2: I feel that it's a bit of a mental gymnastic for me, (laughs) because I have worked in multiple different fields. And never did I actually feel that any single one of those types of jobs that I worked was actually quote-unquote essential or like a real job but in today's modern economy and modern setting a lot of things that work that many people would say oh that's not a real job it really is a actual career and as I work in retail I in grocery stores I would say that it's a pleasant surprise that many of these jobs especially like truck drivers And other essentials that many people didn't consider real jobs are being focused upon that these are real jobs, that there are real people who work in these jobs that put a lot of time and effort and dedication towards because it is their job to maintain themselves. And I'm very happy that many people are finally taking a moment to stop thinking that this isn't a real job when it very much is to a lot of people. And um, I. even though that I feel that there's a bit of a a little bit of a discrepancy between me and an EMT worker that is desperately trying to ensure that they keep everyone safe medically. And I am providing just food items for people. But I still feel that it's nice to have my field of work and other fields of work of similar caliber be validated in such a way that they are important and essential when many people would give us guff to tell us to just get a real job if we didn't like it. Do you feel any
0: bitterness that it took this level of catastrophe, not just for the nation, but for the world, to finally show people that your job is meaningful and you provided an essential service?
2: I would have to say no that it took something of this caliber in order to do so because as I have lived my life, I felt somewhat similar to it that I should be working something that actually could be more of a career especially with my college education however as this has pretty much taken away a lot of the pleasantries that we'd expect in a modern setting it's really put a lot of things into more of a real framework and a different perspective for me that has made me said, all oh, like just taken aback and look at a bigger picture of well yes you could say i'm a small cog of a bigger machine that machine is what's keeping people from getting hungry and thirsty that this business and these essential services that many people thought were not essential because it was just part of their everyday life where it was just a commodity when now it is a mandatory need and it feels nice to have that kind of restructuring and that bitterness is not there it's more so bit of an amazement that this had to happen in order for this type of restructuring to happen.
0: Yeah, always surprising what it takes. huh? Mm -hmm. So due to the pandemic, considering all the risks that you face with SARS-2 being a possibility every day, and considering that you are needed now more than ever, how exactly is your job compensating you?
2: One other thing that has been a bit of an incentive during the previous weeks when we were working through the pandemic was our corporation had said that they had confirmed overtime for literally everybody. If you wanted to and you worked in an essential portion of the store, you could have almost unlimited hours and you would also be given overtime pay as a result. I remember a distinct time where for two weeks straight, I worked 48 hours and I was compensated handsomely because I had the pay increase. I was given the overtime pay and it was tough to work through that. Because I was completely filling my time block. But I was able to just come in and ask, is there any extra hours? And they said, yeah, sure. If you need to stay extra hours to finish the thing or to do whatever, you're totally fine. And there was no question to ask. I tried not to work longer than 10-hour shifts because I had realized by the time I got up to my 9-hour that my coworkers would see how tired I am. And they would deliberately tell me, you've worked enough today, go home. <laughs> And um, that was previously, I believe that was about a few weeks ago at this point. I was able to pay into my savings because I am a big proponent of having a rainy day fund. And lastly, whatever is left in my wallet as a result, I guess this is for me now and whatever essentials I need. And even through then, I still had a little bit extra and I was very happy to have that money.
0: So you weren't just surviving during this. You were thriving. This was actually a period of good business for you.
2: It was a period of good business for me. And it does give me a slight tinge of guilt that I'm thriving so well financially, and there are people who are struggling. And it does feel a little bit... How do I say this? Like I said before, I do feel a tinge of guilt, but at the same time, I am working in essential service in a high-risk position. So I guess it does stand to reason that because I am working in this high-risk field, that I do get some form of financial incentive. But at the same time, I know there are other people who are working in just as high risk and possibly not getting as high of a financial compensation. And that really, that it just rubs me the wrong way.
0: You've mentioned risk a few times, and I couldn't help but wonder that with all the extra hours that you were taking on, didn't that give you some fear of greater exposure?
2: Um, very much so. Yeah, very much so. I did feel that every minute I was taking a gamble of I could possibly get sick and I could very much get the um, illness and I would have to take time off of work. But at the same time, I knew I was taking a gamble and I knew I was taking a risk, but I wanted to make the risk as minimal as possible, as well as making sure that me doing my job can make other people's lives just a little bit easier or a little bit better during this troubling time.
0: So there it was. Business as usual, but with better hours and a thicker paycheck. Sure, jerk customers were still a problem, but now ignorance of social distancing norms added a bit of plague spice to the mix. It seemed that our essential workers were being cared for properly, at least at the establishment my guest worked at. This is just an example of the commitment our essential workers have shown. My guest spoke on putting himself at risk to keep the gears turning in his area, to keep shoppers fed. Yet, that wasn't the whole story. In just a few short weeks, my guest's employer changed their mind about hours. Now, our audience will notice a lot of our word choices are past tense when it comes to extra hours. A few weeks ago, etc. Sir, have things changed for you? Are you still getting extra hours? Are you still seeing a pay increase? What are things like now?
2: I will say that extra hours have been cut back. As a lot of the initial panic, buying, and rush has subsided to an extent, specifically where I live. And as a result, extra hours are a little bit on the down. Now I'm getting around like a high end to 20 to low end 30 hours a week. And it, that's totally serviceable for me because that's was my, when I was getting employed, that was my requirement to make sure I could financially keep myself sustainable. But that was in my old pay. Now our pay increase of an extra $2 has been extended all the way to the end of May. And I believe that with the current circumstances, that it could also be extended again. So financially, I'm doing rather fine. As well as with the pay increase, it kind of, it evens out, is what I want to say. Yeah, It evens out with a little less hours as of right now.
0: Considering that the pandemic is viewed to possibly last 12 months to 18 months, starting roughly around the month of March. How do you feel about these benefits? Do you feel confident that they will continue, or do you think they might be dialed back over time? Are you looking forward to the future?
2: When in terms of the benefits and their longevity, I, I have two sides uh, in my mind fighting over what could possibly happen. The optimist in me says that the company will continue to maintain the pay increase to ensure that workers are still showing up for work, are still being paid well, and still would want to work during this time period. But I do feel that some incentives will be dialed back at some point. That's the pessimist in me telling me that it's a good gravy train now, but it can't last forever. And as a result, I still have hope that those with a pay grade high above me who make decisions, would still feel that there are ground forces that are doing the best they can, that they would continue to allow for incentives and people to continue working and maintain these types of benefits. I know that there have been talks about where we could start losing the leave of absence, but many within our human resources department has said that no, that specific benefit of a leave of absence is being held until further notice. The sick leave, in case you do get the virus it will be maintained and there is talks that it, you know, as we know now that there is the possibility of a repeat case that the corporation will still maintain the two weeks of sick leave that are paid even on a repeat case if completely necessary and you know it's the same rules of you need to have documentation and the possibility of being able to prove it or to list your symptoms as, and if those, those symptoms are coincide with COVID-19 then of course you will get the sick leave I As I said before, I'm kind of half and half where I genuinely feel from the way my corporation has been handling it and that my store in particular has been very on the ball about making sure that people clean, that people are given the proper equipment, that people are given the chance to take the time off if absolutely necessary. My store has been very good with that, and I know not everyone has been with that. So part of me feels that, yes... It will be okay, but another part of me tells me that it can't last forever.
0: Of course, the thing about forming a group is that you never just form the one. With the designation of essential workers, ever the worker was made non-essential by default. Not everyone gets to keep going to work, of course. COVID-19 is just too dangerous to risk. But what does a company do with a worker who can't work? What is the quarantine like for folks whose work can't be done from home? I called on my second guest to interview her on just that. Before the pandemic, she was a retail worker and a diner waitress. My second guest will also remain nameless, due to the risk of compromising her chances at rehire after the pandemic passes. How are you holding up during a time that's both changing
3: constantly and weirdly static? Uh, mostly just staying cooped up at home. And On one end, I'm enjoying a lot of the free time. On the other end, I don't know what to do with all the free time. Mostly just staying in the house, going through games I haven't played in a while or been meaning to play, and a lot of sleeping. Just a lot of sleeping, really. My sleep schedule's been all kinds of crazy because no more waking up at 7 a.m. for the job. It's, kinda, it's throwing everything out of whack, really.
0: When you say you're not waking up as
3: early, what does that mean? What happened to your job? Late in March, right around when it was starting to actually start to get like scary, my workplace started to open later and close earlier. But then very quickly after instating that rule, it was mandated by the state that all non-essential businesses be closed. For about two and a half weeks, we were getting paid for the hours we would have worked And then after it was past been scheduled, we were paid for the average hours we were getting around that time. Uh, And that lasted up until April 11th, at which point everyone was put on hold, furloughed I think is what it's called. We're no longer being paid, but we're not technically fired. And once everything is over and everything goes back to normal, everyone's coming right back where we left off. Uh, no one's being laid off, as far as I know.
0: Good to hear that you're at least not being laid off, but you are not being paid, of course.
3: Not for the moment. I haven't been paid uh, since the 11th. Luckily, tax returns and that like stimulus package, or whatever, came through, and that's going to help out a lot. So you've received the stimulus check. Yes, it was like a thousand dollars or something. Has it been helpful? I mean, it's certainly comforting knowing I'm not going to be running out of money for groceries and bills anytime soon. I can't leave the house to do a lot, so it's not like I'm running out of money quickly. So as long as things go back to normal within a month or two, everything should be fine. How did you get the news that you were being furloughed? I received a phone call from the manager of the store, like my actual boss boss you know, to check in to make sure everything was fine. And she updated me on everything that was going on with regards to the checks and when the paid time was going to stop. And she reassured me that everything was going to be fine as soon as that they're allowed to open the store again. As soon as she gets that information, she's going to be calling me and everyone else and letting us know when we can come back and everything's going to be right back to normal. It was rather nice. I have been getting some like automated corporate voicemails But in almost every case that I've gotten one of those, I very quickly also got a personal phone call from either a manager or my boss to uh, check in, clarify things, and reassure what's going on. So it's been been rather nice. They've been very personable about it.
0: How do you compare the manager calls to the
3: corporate calls? Well, the corporate calls are all just an automated, recorded robot, just going through corporate-speak. Everything is very clinical, like legal document-esque in the way they say things. But how did you feel, of course,
0: when you got this news? How did you feel the moment of, and how did you feel three days later after I had time to kind of sink in? Did you expect it, or was it a surprise to you, a shock?
3: I actually did expect it. What was surprising to me was that we were getting paid for those first couple weeks at all. It was a rather pleasant surprise to know that I was literally being paid to stay at home, and I wasn't going to have to worry about losing out on paychecks when we needed to go and get groceries and whatnot. But I knew it couldn't last forever, and I was like, well, if this lasts more than a couple weeks, they're probably going to have to stop. If it goes on for too long, then the company will just be bleeding out money with no business being open, so it couldn't last forever. When I got the call that the paychecks were going to stop on the 11th, I was pretty expected. I've never been in this kind of situation before, so I didn't know the exact procedure of what was going on, but it was quite a relief to know that even though paychecks were going to stop, I wasn't being let go, and that everything would, in fact, go back to normal once the store's allowed to reopen again. So I'm kind of treating it as an extended, involuntary vacation where I'm not allowed to leave the house.
0: How was work like before the furlough? Of course, you saw it coming, so there must have been a a change in mood and a change in how business was conducted.
3: I remember right around that time, I had actually come down with a pretty bad cold, and people were all scared that I had gotten COVID. And this was right around the time spring was hitting us hard over here, like pollen was everywhere. I go outside and my car is covered in yellow, and so everyone's got the sniffles, but... Conveniently, uh, that's the same time everyone was starting to get scared about COVID. So you come to work and you sneeze because the pollen's everywhere and everyone stares at you like you're a plague vector. It it created somewhat of an uneasy environment, very focused on getting hand sanitizer everywhere. We were seeing less and less customers because people were staying home. We were opening later and closing earlier. And I recall people were, both my coworkers and some of my customers, were kind of giving me a hard time because I had a bit of a cough. I had a bit of a sniffle. I was like, it's just allergies. But I remember being frustrated that the management at the time, they would come to me saying, hey, you need to stop it with the sneezing and coughing. People are getting worried. And I was like, if that's an issue, then send me home. I can't stop having allergies. That's not how that works. You know, in retail and food service alike, if you come to work mildly sick or even severely sick, in most cases, the management will give you a hard time for not being at maximum capacity, but then they won't send you home for being ill. It's something of a contradiction in every place I've worked at. I don't quite get it, especially in food service. I think it's like almost a delusional business mindset of... Operate at 100% with 50% resources. And that's the kind of like disconnect I see a lot in like food service and retail, where they want one thing, but they don't want the consequences that come with it. But then they blame you for that. They they want me to work, but they don't want me to have allergies. But it's my fault that I have allergies and they don't want to send me home.
0: While you were going through this, with management coming down on you and, and you having the sniffles, Were people practicing social distancing around you, customers and employees? Were people sanitizing properly, taking care of themselves? This is the earlier portion, so I expect that it hadn't quite gripped yet.
3: We weren't quite at the point where everyone was wearing masks and everyone was staying six feet apart. We still had people standing in line at the regular, not quite shoulder-to-shoulder, but not really... Personal space bubble levels. We still had people shopping like normal. We did get proper hand sanitizer up at the front end, but really that's about it. Like, we didn't have sanitizer wipes set aside for customers to like wipe down the shopping carts and whatnot. We didn't really have any like meetings specifically on you stay six feet apart from people and all that. It was mostly just wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, and don't cough on people, that sort of thing. Just all basic stuff because this was pretty early on. And then before things got really bad, the store just kind of closed because non-essential retail, we weren't selling food. But you still currently have a job, yes? Yeah, I mean, when it's all over, I'll be right back on the schedule. I've just been put on hold. I haven't been terminated from employment. And are you working
0: any other jobs currently?
3: No, I'm just at home. I do technically work two jobs, but the other one is a family-owned diner a little restaurant that doesn't really do takeout delivery. With the state mandate that no food establishments can have like an open dine-in area, it's only takeout and delivery, that establishment is currently completely closed. So both of the jobs I work are closed at the moment.
0: How do you feel about the effects of of SARS-CoV COV2? How is all this treating you? How are you getting through day to day?
3: Well, for the most part, it's really just an extended involuntary vacation it uh, it feels a lot like pseudo house arrest because while i didn't exactly do a lot of things out of the house other than go to work i have way more free time now than i even know what to do with you can only spend so much time playing video games for eight hours straight before you start to burn out and at a certain point sleeping all day Makes you feel even more tired and exhausted. And with those being really the two primary things to do now, other than just chatting with friends online, I kind of feel like time has become kind of abstract in a way where I can't even remember what day it is anymore. I'll wake up and not know if it's morning or evening simply because I don't have anything to do. I can't go anywhere. I don't have any obligations having me keep to a certain schedule. It's It's a little weird, in a way, to think that when I was working regular hours, all I wanted was more free time. Or I would just say to myself, I wish I just had one day to just sleep all day. But now I have way more of that than I ever wanted.
0: Kind of a monkey's paw?
3: Something of a monkey's paw, yeah. So where does this leave us?
0: What exactly is the point of cold calling two individuals on different sides of the country? What you have heard here are two stories. One from each camp that our country has been sharply divided into. A grocer and a retail worker. Essential and non-essential. This is just a fraction, a small glimpse of the stories the threat of COVID-19 has spurred among the population of our country. As I sit here putting this story together, I think constantly of the projections made by public-facing healthcare experts. Director Anthony Fauci of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases stated that a vaccine could be ready for SARS-2 in 12 to 18 months. I think of the political cartoons, the internet memes, the sudden positive conversation surrounding our humble, critical professions. And there are positive aspects of what my guests have experienced. Better pay, calls from managers, sympathy through their systems of employment. And yet through that positivity, we see what all workers have to face, essential or non-essential. For my grocer, I see the hours cut a month into the pandemic, the customers who scoff and ask politely to back up, company policies that require access to tests some hospitals simply lack. From a retail worker, I see indefinite furlough, the impossible demands made by managers who value customer comfort over employee well-being. I think of that big if. I'll be okay if this lasts one to two months. Will our goodwill outlast SARS-CoV-2? Will the health of our grocers survive constant contact with uncaring customers? Will the savings of our non-essential personnel last 12 months? Six months? Two? Some claim that it took a global pandemic for our nation to finally start caring for the workers holding up our infrastructure. With so many narratives emerging from COVID-19, I wonder if we even care now. I'm Aaron Kling with WKNC, 88.1's Eye on the Triangle, and I'm signing off.